All right, everybody, what's going on? And welcome back to, I believe this is episode eight of Heal Heat Heaven. I should probably know what episode off the top of my head, so don't crucify me for not. I think it's episode eight. I'll have to double check. But I'm joined today by who once I called a podcast guest, but now these days I consider him more of like a friend. You might know him from the episode that we did last summer as Justin from Catfish, but to me, he's just Justin. So, Justin, welcome. How are you doing? Going on, man. How are we doing? Not bad. I'm excited to talk some uh, WWE shop with you this weekend. We got a lot going on um, in professional wrestling as a whole, but WWE specifically, because as you know, basis of why we're here, there's a premium live event, as they call it these days. Obviously, you know, me and you are so used to the when it was labeled pay-per-view um, growing up watching. Yeah. So um, we're here to discuss that mainly, but um the news that's been circulating today that's been taking head waves in wrestling is, and it almost feels like this is his name every week being talked about, but CM Punk, because yeah. it's just being reported today, you know, chatter's been heating up that um, it's looking more and more increasingly likely that CM Punk's going to be returning to WWE shortly. Where's your head at as far as, like, if you think it's going to happen or not? It most certainly will. It has to, and it, it's the right place and it's the right time. It's one of those things where he's one of those guys who's notorious for putting something out that would never happen. You know, I'll never do this, I'll never do that. Well, I mean, this is wrestling. Everything happens. It doesn't matter what you say, it can happen. And the more you say it won't is going to, because now you have that draw. Now people want to see it. And frankly, the, the big thing with CM Punk is, Everywhere he goes, there's trouble. I'm not saying he starts it, but he always finishes it. So mm-hmm. he started trouble. I'm just going to say he really did start trouble, though, in WWE. And he had to because if he didn't, we wouldn't be talking about him today. And that's what it takes to change the game, man. He is one of the biggest game changers. You know, some people, the young guys, they may not know who a Bruno San Martino is. Maybe they don't know who Harley Race is. But there's something about CM Punk that his name resonates with the likes of those. And to me, he's a gateway. He's he's somebody that the younger guys are going to look at him as their legend, and they're going to look at all these other guys and wonder who they are, because he is now in the same breath as all these legends. WWE needs him, especially now being a part of Endeavor. I mean, it, it looks like a great avenue since he's been in both you know, UFC and WWE. And if he plays his cards right, he comes in at a time that Vince isn't there. That's another thing. You know, CM Punk minus Vince plus Triple H, that's a gold mine for this man. He can say and do whatever he wants until there's trouble again. Right. But again, never say never with CM Punk. You know, I, I love the guy personally, so I hope he does. That'd be amazing. But that's the thing, too, though. Like the word trouble with when it comes to CM Punk. For WWE, if I'm like an executive here, I'm looking at this as though, well, if let's just say hypothetically he ends up having trouble after he signs with us. At this point, though, everybody would automatically assume that like he's the problem anyway. And then it's just like, all right, we'll cut our losses if it doesn't work out. So for me, it's like a win win situation for WWE, because if they sign him and he comes aboard and it works out 
And then that then sheds negative light on AEW to where it's like, well, why wasn't he able to work it out with you guys, but he's working it out over here. And then let's just say, you know, for story purposes that it doesn't work out again, you know, he gets released and then that's it for him. Then it just automatically is like, okay, well, you know, we tried, it didn't work out. CM Punk's clearly the issue. So to me, there's like very minimal if at all loss on wwe's part by signing him that's just like my perspective well the thing is there's a lot of these guys know what to expect with cm punk regardless and then there's another slew of guys that have been taken out this is a new administration if you will you know time has passed since punk's leaving initial and now you got new guys who are in they're going to be more open-minded Let's say under Triple H, you know, Triple H is he is who he is on screen now backstage when he says what's best for business. That's what I love about him, because he is willing to put away every single grudge to do what's best for business. He hated CM Punk in and out of the ring. Guess what? He will do what's best for business. And especially after his cardiac event, I always want to point that out because after having his cardiac event, he's a new man. This man has had death right in his face. He's got a new appreciation for life. He will put his ego aside for business and make sure CM Punk comes in. And I truly believe that the spring cleaning, there's always a spring cleaning with WWE. Everybody gets future endeavored and they leave. And it sucks because you have guys like Dolph Ziggler who absolutely killed it and is gone. I mean, that's another topic. Yeah. But the more people I see leave, as unfortunate as it is, that is a doorway for others to come in because they didn't see anything in those guys anymore, frankly. And whether I agree with it or not, doesn't matter. They're looking for a doorway for somebody else to come in. CM Punk is a top merch seller. They're going to take him in in a heartbeat. What demands are made between both, we're just going to have to wait and see. But if you want my opinion to sum it up, oh, yeah, man, he's going to be there. That's what it's looking like. Um, <laughs> I, if you would have asked me at the beginning of the week, I was trending about 60% that I thought he was, 40% not. But if you ask me at this moment, I think it's more like 75 that he is, 25 that he's not. Um, but if you're the booker here, let's just say it's signed and sealed, like no matter what, he is under contract. Do you book his return for Survivor Series because it's in Chicago, or do you possibly hold that until the Rumble? What would you do? No, we got to do it Survivor Series because that's going to be not just a huge pop. It's going to be one of the first demands that this man is going to make. And it's an easy demand. Yeah. Give him what he wants. Give the people what they want. And everybody's going to be happy. It's almost too easy. Any problems that arise, I hate to say it, but as a businessman, you got to hustle. I would have to hang that over his head and say, look, we're already starting to give you what you want. You kind of have to give some weight. That's if there's that talk needed. I'm not saying it is, but you always want to play your cards. You want to have a one up and that would be their one up. And he's going to make them a lot of money that night at Chicago. There's going to be a lot of feels. You might as well just do it. I mean, they'd be a fool not to. Let's get real. Yeah, you have to think that like. Let's like either way, if he is or isn't in the building there, we're going to be probably hearing some CM Punk chants all that entire <laughs> night, like simply based on the principle, yeah. the principle alone that this is a discussion right now. And we're like a month and a half out from the event. Yeah. 
you know, it's there's no there's kind of no way to avoid it. Um, what's being reported is apparently there's no deal in place yet. However, discussions have be have begun, and um, apparently those close to Punk have stated that if it's on his end, he wants to return to WWE. So it's really now just kind of a uh, ironing out the uh, yeah. the d- deals of the contract thing. WWE making their final calls, but if if it's up to Punk, he's 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 on his way back. So, well, who would you when book? I, it? Oh, you know, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say when I hear that, it makes sense because it, I think that's also why he started having problems in AEW. He probably had in the back of his mind, f this. I already have in my mind. I'm I think I think the most recent incident was self sabotage. A little bit, actually, not a little bit. It's a lot. I think and, I think he had the mindset of like. I just, I kind of want out. I kind of want to go back. (laughs) I think that's genuinely what happened. I think he might have just like self-sabotaged and just said, you know, I'm done. Because there was also stuff being reported that even back while he was while he was away um, from from his previous incident, before he just made this most recent comeback, that he was already like coming up with possible ideas for if he were to return to WWE. So like this had to have been you know, on his mind for a while. And the name that I heard thrown around that if like he were to make his return, um, the first guy that he allegedly wanted to work a mania program with was actually Kevin Owens. Oh man, dude. See, that's killer too. That, that would yeah. be killer. You have a guy who has worked with Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have a guy who idolized him. You have a guy who actually main evented with him. You have all this, all this in common. If he already had the wheels moving like this. He had senioritis the moment he walked into AEW. This guy knows he's a hot commodity. So I, I want to get to your question because I, I think I know what it is. I was going to ask, like, let's just say Survivor Series is um, where he makes his return. Who's his uh, Who's his WrestleMania opponent? It is Kevin Owens. It's Kevin Owens. Okay. I, I could agree with that because I know there's two names that are kind of thrown out right now is like the most logical moves kevin owens is one because his name's been floating around you know he's a safe guy you know like you'll get a good program with him and then the other is seth rollins but like the whole caveat with rollins is they've got they've got history with one another um that that still hasn't really even been fully tapped into because by the time that Roll, uh, by the time that Punk was out the door, Seth was still in the Shield at that point. He hadn't been like his own made man yet. Um, so there's a lot of meat still on that bone. But also because I think Seth made comments like around last year's Royal Rumble in a, in an interview about Punk. So there's like some genuine like heat to that where you could possibly make some good promo work out of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the caveat there, though, is Seth currently has the world heavyweight title. So it kind of boils down to like a do we possibly one either have Punk win and challenge for the world title or does this feud maybe not even need a world title and then possibly have other guys fight for it? So that's kind of where the question comes in here. Like, I don't What would you do? You, you said Kevin Owens, right? That's what you would do. That is the safe spot. It's what fans would love to see. I feel like both can carry each other very well. With Rollins, they're not going to do it, and I'll tell you why. And I wouldn't do it right off the bat because, given his history right now, I need I need this man to swear loyalty. I need him to swear allegiance. I need him to sign down the dotted line. 
But we've seen him sign all kinds of dotted lines. I need him to do more than that. I need him to be a man of his word. I need him to be happy where he is before he actually has a title shot. I don't want to just make him the champion. And it's not the fact that I don't trust him. I don't want to wear him out rugged. I want him to feel like this is home. I'm not going to put the belt on just because of your name. I'm not going to put the belt on and screw me or screw you. Let's make you happy. Let's make the fans happy first. Let's give them what they want. Let's give them a Kevin Owens. And you know what? That's beautiful because then there's always a what if situation because you know people are going to be stewing and wondering, hey, I wonder if Seth Rollins this. I wonder if Seth Rollins that. And you can have a couple run-ins in the backstage. You can have those kind of meetings where it's very quick. And then you have a story. Then you could have a title shot. Right off the bat, I'm going to say that the buildup is going to be mania because you know what? He's still going to be fresh. We're going to be talking Survivor Series November. It's still a little too early to give him a title shot like that right, right then and there. But then again, you're always going to hear me say this. Anything can happen. It's wrestling. Look at it with Dwayne. Look at it with The Rock. He can come in and get the belt whenever he wants. CM Punk is that guy too. But to play it safe, in my book, it would be Kevin Owens. That's the safest route. And it's funny enough, too, because a lot of the guys that Punk had issues with over in AEW are Owens is like real life uh, good friends with. So there's actually some. uh, But the thing with Kevin Owens is he's mature enough and he's proven to be like, you know, a selfless worker. It's where like he could overlook those things. But if you want to bleed real life over into kayfabe, you know, blurring the lines a little bit and. indirectly referring to some of those issues within like their promo battles let's just say is definitely a smart move to make you'd have to think it would be amazing either way is amazing but you know what it's it's gonna have to build it can't happen overnight i don't want to see something where it's another brock lesnar steve austin where you're gonna have a walkout because there's no build-up and that can happen that will happen that does happen it doesn't matter who's big and who's not. These guys have egos. CM Punk has an ego. Guess what? I would have an ego too if I were CM Punk. I totally get it. You got to feed it. You got to stroke it. You got to nurture it. But you got to think about what's best for business too. It's not going to happen overnight. You got to get it in both their heads that this is a great match in the making. But we got to make it happen first. And we're going to make people happy before we make that happen. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like with the with the Seth thing. I think Seth's earned it at this point to walk into WrestleMania as a world champion. And I think like even, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because this mania is still about six months out. We don't know what the card's going to look like. But one could assume that the World Heavyweight Championship stands a pretty solid, you know, chance of main eventing at least night one. So like. For me, I think he's earned that right to walk into WrestleMania as World Heavyweight Champ. But since we're talking about people earning their rights, the spot that we just talked about, as far as like CM Punk possibly getting a shot, I think that that spot's reserved for one of two people to face Seth, and that's Gunther or LA Knight. And I think that's the only two guys, in my view, that should be winning or coming anywhere close to winning the Royal Rumble. I think that you're absolutely spot on, too, and I think most fans would agree that's at least what they want to see because these guys are not only the top sellers, they're the top-notch performers. They have the best in-ring performances, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinions, but also the best mic work from 
I mean, LA Knight, I mean, come on, man. But yeah. who's also putting in the work? Who's the young buck? Who's really putting it into his Gunther? He, I mean, this guy has been killing it night after night after night. He has surpassed many of the legends, many of the legends who ever held the IC title. I don't think they actually would be able to keep up with this guy with all due respect. And that is me putting him in, in the same category as a Mr. Perfect or let's keep it at perfect actually, because you have a guy who never won the world title, but obviously should have like perfect. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to skip the opportunity with him. They're not going to skip the opportunity to go there. They won't. I think it would be in best taste, but they they have LA Knight who has a much better connection with the crowd he's in his prime now i know people were saying he is too old but i want to throw this out his tag team partner for Vaseline is older than he is yeah. uh, the judgment day are actually older than he is the guys are older than him cody rhodes is almost his same age roman reigns roman reigns as well the usos as well the usos are almost his same age ray mysterio Bobby Lashley is almost 50. Bobby Lashley is in a category of his own. He's a genetic freak. But I think my point has been made that this guy is in good company. This is what the company looks like. These guys need to be champion, and I'd love to see either one of them win the Rumble. You've got almost two two very good options where you can't really go wrong, but for two opposite different reasons. LA Knight, two of those obvious connection with the audience and what he's able to do on the mic and then you've got gunter who and this is for my money i think that he's made the intercontinental championship if we're just talking like quality over quantity he's made the intercontinental championship for my money the best title in the entire professional wrestling world right now he's made it he's made it he's made it to the point where I'm just going to say it like it almost feels like the IC titles, the number one belt on Monday Night Raw at the as of right now. He's elevated every guy that he's stepped into the ring with to a level yeah. that they weren't even close to before. You just look at how many times would Chad Gable or Tommaso Ciampa possibly main event Raw if they weren't in the ring with that guy? Like realistically speaking, you know, like he's put guys that he's exactly he's put guys in positions that they could only have dreamt of prior to working with him and he's got this like he's got this knack of just telling a story in the ring where your your belief gets like suspended for those 15 to 25 minutes that you're watching his match his his just presence and aura about him like everything from his theme his entrance his whole entire presentation the guy just gets it so for me i mean can't go wrong with um any of those two options, but I think if you're looking for, if you're looking to elevate the quote unquote new world heavyweight championship, putting it on Gunther, certainly a way to do that. Certainly a way to do that. If you want to make that title feel up to par with the Universal Championship with Roman Reigns. Well, with him too, he really, Gunther, that is, he really makes me feel like the IC belt means something it yeah. means something like it used to mean something you know a lot of guys when they grew up they wanted to be ic champ you know chris jericho wanted to be nothing more than intercontinental champion and he memorized that whole match between Free the dragon steamboat and macho man randy savage yeah. WrestleMania three 
that was the biggest thing. You know, watching those matches, those IC matches were always far more technical than the World Heavyweight Championship back in the day. You saw Bret Hart, you saw Kurt Henning, you saw these guys. It reminds me of also like WCW had uh, the Cruiserweight, which it seems like a weird comparison, but those Cruiserweight divisions, those matches were much better than the matches that happened in main event. Nine times out of 10, there was always a run-in with NWO anyway, and the, the main event normally sucked anyway. It was Lex mm-hmm. Luger, somebody run in, no finish. The match really was a cruiserweight, you know, and, and it's the same thing with the IC belt right now is no disrespect to the World Heavyweight Championship, no disrespect to Universal, no disrespect to anybody. But as far as technicality, this guy's in a class of his own. He's making the belt look like what it should. So he's right where he needs to be. But you know what? He's paying his dues. This guy needs to be in that contention at some point because he can't hold on to that belt forever. Somebody's got to take it from him. And he's got to be world champion. There's no reason for him not. Otherwise, he's AEW bound. We've seen that happen too many times. Yeah. Exactly. For, for me, I mean, the IC title, I mean, this doesn't even have to be said, but like it was essentially had become like cannon fodder for especially the oh, better yeah. part of the, especially for the better part of the last 15 years um yeah. I, I was watching a um i was watching an interview that chris jericho did from a couple of years ago about a month ago and oh. he was talking about how him and fondango's wrestlemania match came about oh, wow. and it was a phone call that he had with vince and Vince was essentially telling him, like, yeah, you're going to be working with some guy who's yet to even make his debut yet. And Jericho was trying to, like, come up with all these different ideas of other things that he could possibly do that were, in his eyes, more important. And he proposed to Vince, like, oh, how about you, you know, have me challenge the IC title, me and Wade Barry, you know, this will be a story. I'll get my ninth uh, or maybe it was 10th. I think it might have been 10th uh, IC title win. And then Vince explicitly told him, oh, come on, nobody gives a shit about the IC title. So, and that's 10 years ago at this point, 10 years ago, that was in 2013. So to, that, that just shows you where the uh, state of the Intercontinental Championship was uh, even a decade ago. But I mean, if it's up to, let's, you know, you have anything to say? Yeah, I was going to say, well, it also goes to show you the, the climate of leadership at that point was definitely a trickle down effect. And, and, and mm-hmm. thankfully, I'm praying with all due respect to Vince, as much as I loved his work and the business would be nothing without him. It's shit like that is the reason why so many people were fed up with the business because he he was so transparent in the worst way possible that he didn't care and he thought other people didn't care. That is complete toxic leadership and completely out of touch. The IC belt is just as much important. You. When they when they relinquished the IC belt with the Kane, I believe it was Kane had his belt uh, relinquished that night. It was Kane versus Triple H, and they got rid of the IC belt. I could be wrong. I could be wrong because it's been some time. Yeah. And some of the writing back in that time frame was not that good. And when they got rid of that belt, what they did was is they unified it together, and then there was no IC belt. I remember thinking, even as a kid, I was like, well. Okay, now what? Now there's that gap. Now there's that space. And fans don't have anything 
to resonate with and and these wrestlers who are up and coming don't have anything to fight for so you're kind of just having these matches with no build-up with no purpose so it's just to me it's like everybody loses in that scenario it's not just a match where somebody loses a title because it's a storyline it's okay well now everybody feels essentially bankrupt because of it yeah nothing going on it's pointless to do that since we're talking about the IC title, who would you have be the one to inevitably dethrone Gunter? Because I'll, I'll say my piece here. There's one of two ways that I'd go about this. Um, if you were to ask me, let's just say even like a year ago, maybe less than that, actually, probably like if you would ask me six months ago, I would have said Sheamus was the guy because for the simple fact of their history with their matches and yeah. – um, Sheamus is needing the, the one thing he hasn't accomplished is winning the IC title. I thought that that would have made a very compelling story, but given the fact that they're on different brands now, um, and they've been pulled apart from one another, the one guy, if I were to have Gunter dethrone, be dethroned would be Chad Gable. That's where my head is at as far as an option, but option number two that I think is possibly on the table and i don't know your feelings on this hasn't been done since warrior but gunter goes in to to the royal rumble as ic champ again wins the royal rumble and then challenges for the world heavyweight title on night one and the lasting image that we see with night one closing is gunter holding up both the world heavyweight and ic belt and then the night after he vacates vacates the IC one, and then we get a tournament to crown the new IC champ. Those are my two options. I can't top it, man. I cannot top that because you know what? I, I do recall I had WrestleMania six on VHS, man, and that was a badass image of War. I was not even the biggest Warrior fan. I was a Hogan fan. But when I saw him with both those belts and just how chiseled that guy was and just the passion he had – Dude, you couldn't think of some more testosterone fuel, more badass growing up seeing that. So, yeah, I think that would be all. I don't know why they haven't done something like that ever since. Uh, it doesn't have to be unique to The Ultimate Warrior. That was back in 1990, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Maybe not one. But to have this guy. Now, here's the thing about Gunther, though. He's a legitimate athlete. Okay. Yeah. And he. He makes you believe the moment he walks in there. He's not the biggest, baddest dude in stature, but the minute he puts it on, the minute he starts performing, there's nobody bigger or badder than him. Why not put both titles on him? And it goes to show with his character as well. He's going to say, I don't need this. That is the only way that Gunther gets beaten. Gunther beats Gunther. That is the only man who does it. He says, this goes away. This comes on and we get ushered in a new era. I think it's fantastic. Um, he can vacate it prior if he wishes. That's actually yeah. what I was going to say is I would vacate it on my way to going for right. the world title. Or if he wins the Royal Rumble, vacate the IC belt because now you have other things to worry about. But I think that would be far more badass. Yeah, I, it depends on really how cool they want the image to be like i mean undoubtedly yeah. holding both holding both of those titles would be fucking sick but yes it would yes it would and then i wanted to add on too just don't don't forget too like his image itself is so believable like i say he's not mm-hmm. the most jacked a lot of these guys especially back in the day look like bodybuilders 
this guy looks the part of what Endeavor should be selling. He looks the part of what could be an actual fighter. He could legitimately look the UFC part as well. So to put both these titles on this guy is almost like, look, we got a legit guy right about now. And the fans, the wrestling fans are behind him. You guys should be behind him too. Check him out. But yeah. that's, a, that's just a perfect world. You know what I'm saying? If he does drop it, though, is there one name that you would you would have come to mind? You know, somebody younger. Somebody younger. I would say, I would have said Sheamus too. It would have made him like just a super duper Grand Slam champion. But I don't think he cares, and I'll tell you why. Because his send off with Edge, and I kind of had a feeling that was going to be the go away. That match was so perfect. Nobody can ever recreate something like that. I don't think he cares. Sure, I mean, yeah, he'd take the IC belt and that'd look awesome, and that's another, you know, uh, repertoire or another notch under his belt. But dude, at this point, Sheamus is a living legend. He's got so many notches underneath his belt that he's forgotten. He'd probably have to go on Wikipedia. He's probably forgotten all of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Sheamus would be cool. I've already grown up seeing Sheamus and just about every year him wearing something or doing something. I, I don't think it matters. Give it to a young guy. So you could say a young guy, you could say like Chad Gable. Why not? I've seen him. He could finesse. Absolutely. You could possibly do somebody maybe called up from NXT. I know like a lot of people look at Ilya Dragunov as a potential option. Maybe even a Braun Breaker type of guy. Um, but that's neither oh, yeah. here nor there. Yeah. That would actually, yeah, with Breaker, that would be pretty pretty awesome, actually, because I've seen some of his work, and I think to put a title on him and make him a little bit more televised, I know he's televised already, but to make him even right. more televised, he, he needs something like that. But I have selfish reasons. I'm a fan. I just want to see him do good, especially right. with his family line. Yeah, I, I think he can do pretty cool, but but we'll have to see with that. I, I think Chad Gable, Braun Breaker, somebody like that, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we can now segue into uh, what's going on this Saturday night, which is we got ourselves a wrestling event. Um, Fast Lane's kicking off. It's like the first of what feels like three very close in succession of one another shows, because I believe four weeks from Saturday, they're going back to Saudi for a crown jewel. And then literally later that month in November, three weeks later, Survivor Series. So they got... <laughs> They got three three premium live events in the span of a, less than a month. Um, so we definitely are going to be getting some good content. But I um, want to kind of talk about these matches. We're going to give our thoughts on who we think is going to win and then basically essentially book it ourselves, um, the, at least the finishes. Um, so I guess we'll start with we've got the LWO taking on the uh, – Hurt, I don't even think they have a name yet. I think people are kind of just fantasy. I, I call them yeah, the Hurt. I, I call them the Hurt Profits because it's sort of a mix between the uh, Hurt business and the Street Profits. So, you know, whatever sticks, I guess. But um, who would you have win this match if you were the booker? Uh, I would say the Hurt Profits since they're hurting for profits. I would definitely put them. I want to see Bobby Lashley do more than show up in a suit. He looks like a substitute teacher these days. And I hate seeing that because this guy is the almighty. I want to see him get down. Look, here's what I think is actually going to happen. I think by technicality, the teamwork of the Street Profits I've seen, they are 
indefinitely a better team. They're much more polished. They've been in the game a little bit longer. I'm not throwing shade on Mysterio. Obviously, that man's a legend. But as far as tag team competitors, these guys have the upper edge, and they should. So I do believe they should win. LWO, I don't see it lasting because, frankly, when I saw it in WCW, it was a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a top-selling gimmick. It, it was not, we're nowhere near on par with NWO. I think that they can sell whether they win or lose. It doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt them. They're not in the same business as the Hurt Business or the Hurt Profits or whoever. These guys are here to win the tag team. They need to win that division. They need to win tonight. Yeah. Um, that, that, that comment about the substitute teacher, you know, you ever, yeah, you ever grow up and you have one of those classes, you see this like just randomly jacked uh, substitute teacher walk in. Yeah, I would not say that to his face, by the way. I'm a fan. I want to make that man happy. Yeah, he's actually him. They announced on WWE's Twitter page, him and Rey Mysterio will be having a one on one match on SmackDown tonight. And this is actually, believe it or not, fun fact. This is Bobby Lashley's first televised match since May 12th. So, you wow. know, yeah. So this is actually almost, to, to me at least, at Fastlane, the, the Prophets and Lashley need this victory because they're a newer group. They You need to get some steam behind them because these are guys you can legitimately plug in. Like if you want Lashley to go after either Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title or yeah. Rome, or even Roman Reigns, you know, for the for the Universal, that's like a serious guy. And then I would honestly personally like to see like a more heel version of the Street Profits since we've yet to get that um, and have them possibly go. And because they don't even have to just feud with baby faces. Like for me, I I've always been a guy that I enjoy seeing like baby faces feud with baby faces and heels feud with heels, because if you put it on the lens of kayfabe, you've all got a common goal of being like number one, right? You, you've got to like win titles. You want the bigger paycheck. You want the billboards, whether a guy is a good guy in your eyes or a bad guy shouldn't really matter. You know what I mean? If the, whoever's standing in front of your path to getting where you want to be, that should be somebody that you have no like problems going through. So like, for me, I would personally like to see some more, heel versus heel dynamics like if you want a heel profits to go and challenge the judgment day for the tag titles let's just say like that is more than fine with me i would actually love to see that so for me that's why i would have them you know win tomorrow but i think the one thing that i wanted to highlight with the lwo's end is it's supposed to be a six-man tag obviously you know one would assume ray and santos are going to take up two of those spots but here's where I'm getting wild here, because I think that I'm actually going to say that tonight on SmackDown, um, the the Prophets and Lashley are going to like take out the other two guys. I think it's Del Toro and Wild, I think, are their names. And we're going to see the third member of LWO competing tomorrow be either Dragon Lee from NXT or Carlito. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. So I have heard about Carlito. So I have heard about that. I think that would be absolutely awesome. I don't want to piggyback on that too much because that is your idea. Yeah. I do want to tell you that I love the idea. I hope to God that happens because I'm a big fan for nostalgic reasons as well. So I think that it's it's not only the right move. 
I think it's a good seller too. I think a lot of no, people yeah. can get behind it. There's something old and there's something new for everybody if it plays out that way. And not to mention killer athleticism. These guys, there's not one person I can think of that is going to suck it up in the ring. So if you bring in these guys, plus I, I got to be honest, Ray Mysterio is always going to be Ray Mysterio. Love Ray. Is he putting on his best performances these days? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And I mean that very respectfully. I, I'm starting to see five moves of doom from Ray. Yeah. And I'm not saying it to be a jerk. I'm saying because he needs to preserve himself. A lot of the best have to do that. They need to preserve their bodies, put on the show. He could still show up. 619, great. And you're still Mysterio. But we got some guys who can actually get in there, move, and not get hurt. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of at the point here. Like his US title win really doesn't feel like it has a whole lot of a lot of steam right now. Um no. I'm kind of at the point where I just want to see and it doesn't even have to be like a Santos. I'm just kind of at the point where I want like anybody at this point with some semblance of like, you know, and you, you don't want to use the words like credibility because this guy's like obviously a bona fide Hall of Famer. But it's just at this point, you know, like when he took the U.S. title off of theory, I wasn't immediately like I saw people, you know, really hyped about it. But for me, it really didn't it didn't really float my boat because like theory at that point, say what you want about his title reign, whatever. He held it for like almost 260 days. So for me, that deserved more of like a uh, it, it deserved to feel bigger than Rey Mysterio winning with a roll up on an episode of Smackdown. Like so, no, no shit. Yeah, and I want to add something. You know, with all due respect to Ray again, the legend, the living legend, one of the greats. Uh, this is not the first time that he's held a title begrudgingly in front of the fans. Yeah, when he won the world title, I was a big fan, but I was not a big fan of him in the fashion in which he won it. I understand he dedicated it to Eddie. That's great, but we all saw it coming. It was two goody two shoes for us it felt pretty much felt like it was being thrown down our throats and it felt like that with the u.s title because theory is a man who's in his prime and he lost it on a smackdown with with what build up it just seemed so asinine it just seemed so out of touch it wasn't the right move and it it leaves a sour taste every single time you see ray and he, this man is not going to know why. Why are they booing? Why are some people upset? Because I can guarantee you, if you say that, there's other people out there who probably feel the same damn way, man. Because I do, too. I still remember that all the way back in 05, 06, mm-hmm. when he held that world title. And every time I see him with it, I think, well, it, it, he's wearing it because he's dedicating it to his friend. But he never would have won it that quickly unless these circumstances. Again, yeah. all due respect. But... That's why fans are fans. We know better. We don't need that. Yeah. So I, I think for me at least, this is it's pretty clear who should win uh, on on Saturday night, and this should probably, in all essence, position Bobby Lashley as the next U.S. title challenger. And oh. honestly, I would not would not hate it. I'd actually, obviously, can probably condone Bobby Lashley taking the belt off of Ray. I think. When Lashley last had the U.S. title last summer, he actually did some pretty good things with it in the uh, short span that he had it. Um, very early on into Triple H's uh, run yeah. uh, head of creative. So I think as a heel this time around, Bobby Lashley could do some cool things with that title and he would have a little bit more steam behind it. Um, 
more so interested in seeing how the finish goes because they've been teasing Santos turning on he uh, or turning heel on Rey Mysterio. I don't know if that'll happen Saturday or, or if they're going to let that be more like a slow burn. But yeah, it's kind of where my head is at as far as who should win that match. Do you have anything else you'd like to add or? Yeah, I will say this. I will say that I'm a little tired of people turning on Rey Mysterio. I'm a little tired of seeing him get his ass kicked. I don't like seeing people turn on him all the time because it's happened so many damn times. It always happens mm. a little bit. Um, and that's that's kind of like the the takeaway, though, is as much as I don't really care for his title run in a fashion, I also don't like seeing things that I've already seen before. And right. I think a lot of people are like that as well. Like, oh, well, fuck, of course, you know, Rey Mysterio is getting turned on again. It can fizz out in another way or it can die out or it can go away respectfully. You know, it, do, it doesn't have to happen that way. In just my humble opinion, uh, the LWO is a gimmick. It can be used, but it won't be used like the NWO or DX by any means possible, by any means necessary. I think it'll sell some shirts, but I don't think it's going to be the longevity that Rey Mysterio himself has over everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, moving on to, uh, you know, the next match, obviously – We've got a triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship between EO Sky, Asuka, and Charlotte. I'm gonna pray to I'm gonna pray to the Lord above if he's listening. Please do not have Charlotte win on Saturday because <laughs> I we've seen so many countless times like you know women win the world or win the women's title and you know like in a deserving way all for, you know, Charlotte or whoever it may be to kind of just waltz right in and just, you know, kind of stat pad a little bit by getting just another title win under their belt to add to the number. Um, Cause she's, I believe two title wins away from tying Rick. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I was and about to listen, say that too. I could, I could count on probably less than three fingers. How many of those title reigns are actually memorable straight up. That's too many. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's probably like maybe, maybe two at most. I remember her. I remember her first one where she won the um, the divas at title, and then they turned it into the the you know wow. women's title. I remember that one. And other than that, everything else just kind of blurs together. Um, as for you know how I would do it, EO would retain, but yeah, I think I think. Unfortunately, Oscar's only there just to take the pinfall, unfortunately. No, I see that too because they don't want Charlotte to lose. Charlotte, look, she's she's already a living legend. She headlined a WrestleMania. Not many human beings on earth have headlined a WrestleMania. CM Punk she, hasn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. She has. So she look, I'm gonna say it, she's a bad motherfucker. She mm-hmm. has great in-ring work. She also does remind me of what Trish said, though. She may actually be a nostalgic act at this point. When you've won the damn title that many damn times and you're still doing it and you're not doing anything else, you need to ask yourself, am I becoming a parody of my own self? Or better yet, of my father. Everybody sees it, man. And I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just calling it out is... Charlotte's there. She should be there to put people over. That is that. Just be there to put people over. And that's how I want to see it. Look, let Sky win. Yeah. She's the youngest one. She's the champion. Make her believable. Make people actually know who the hell she is, too. 
make people understand that this is this up and comer is the real deal of Holyfield. Give her her own damn shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Start selling some serious damn merch. She's the and and Charlotte. You know what? She's a she's a ringleader. She's a general. She's a WrestleMania headliner. Sell her. Make it happen. But I think I think you're right. I don't I don't think she's going to take the fall. To make it actually happen, though, she should take the fall because nobody would see that coming. Yeah, I agree. And plus, EO still has tons of legs left to this title run that we haven't even tapped into. Um, it's kind of unfortunate what Asuka uh, has, you know, kind of become. Not really become, but like what they've basically handed her because she, she they did nothing with her title win um, over Bianca Belair, which should have been a huge deal considering she broke. So she broke, she took the title off of the woman who was the longest reigning WWE women's champion in the history. And how, ask me how important it felt after the fact, any second, it didn't because they squandered it by like making her a third wheel to uh, third Bianca wheel. and Charlotte. And they took it right mm-hmm. off her. And that was that. Um, but yeah, as for, as for this match, EO should retain, um, but as I, I'm obviously going to have trepidation anytime Charlotte's involved. <laughs> I know. She, Bad, she, man. she's just has Bad. like this inability to be involved in any story that isn't involving a title. I haven't seen her not one time have oh. a genuine storyline that isn't revolved around a title. I, I don't think that like, like look at Becky Lynch. She's been involved and been able yeah. to adapt. She's been able to adapt, made chicken salad out of chicken shit. And <laughs> like, yeah. Charlotte can't say the same. Out of all four of the horsewomen, I think that she's like the least well rounded. And I don't care if that's considered a hot take. I just think the other three women have shown maybe, maybe not to be as athletically gifted at her. And maybe they don't have like the highest ceiling from like an in-ring standpoint, but if you wrap everything all up into one ball, in-ring, mic skills, charisma, depth to your characters, I think that they've got Charlotte beat, honestly. Well, I always think of I, th- I think of Beyond the Mat. I was a kid; it was a big hit. I love that movie, Beyond the Mat. I always remember one of the wrestling promoters said, "In this business." You have to be a prick or mm-hmm. the wrestles egos. They're going to walk all over you. Charlotte is that prick. And I get it, but she doesn't have to be anymore. She's, yeah. She needs to be more humble. Look, it took her father years and years and years to finally be the humble man that he is now. I mean, he's in his seventies, but if she can learn from him and be who he is now, if she can be that person, she needs to do that now and save herself the time. All due respect. Because she's already a living legend. She needs to be the one who loses this match. Yeah. For me, I mean, not thinking too far ahead here, but I feel like it's almost like the worst kept secret that I think that they want the title match for the SmackDown side of the women's division at Mania to be Charlotte and Bianca. That's just like we're that's what I think. I think that if I'm looking far ahead here, I think oh, that that's yeah. ultimately what they want. No, it's not looking far what... ahead. They're always gonna be looking at Charlotte Flair. They're always gonna be looking at her as a contender. They're always gonna want to put the belt on her because it's what's safe. 
You know, a lot of wrestling promoters did it. You know, Vern Gagne, what did he do? AWA, he always put the title on himself. He wasn't trying to be a prick, man. He was just trying to play it safe. But yeah. you don't you don't need to play it safe with your own talent. You don't need to play it safe. You need to step out of your comfort zone and start making some stars. You know what? They already have stars. They have mm. one who happens to be a champion right now. Take yeah. the risk. Take the damn risk. It's not even that big of a risk. Listen, I don't even mind Bianca and Charlotte facing at WrestleMania, but it doesn't need the title, I feel like. I feel like those two women are they're made women. They could they could make a match work without a title through just yeah. sto- storytelling. For me, if I'm the booker here, if you want to talk about story and the title having a story on the line, the story I would write is having Bailey win the Royal Rumble and challenge EO because you got the damage control group thing going on and you could tell a fantastic story with that. Bailey deserves it as far as I'm concerned. She's put over so many women over the last year or so. Like she's she's she hasn't won a rumble yet. I'm not trying to see another woman win a win a another 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 repeat women's rumble winner. I want to see somebody get their just due. Yeah. And it just so happens that the story works out to where Bailey should be and could be that option. That's just me though. I think that if they're gonna have a match. If they're going to have, if Charlotte's going to be in it, if you want to try something a little bit different, she's done it all as is, just try to have a WrestleMania moment. How's that? How about they just try to have a WrestleMania moment? I just watched NXT. I just saw the ladies there. They did, uh, was it No Holds Barred? We used to call it a hardcore yeah. match when, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, call it whatever you want, but do it just like I saw it. Do that for WrestleMania. It was a badass match, too, man. These guys went at it. These girls, I should say. I like seeing that. You know, something old and something new. That's what I care about are making memories. Make a WrestleMania memory. I don't care about anything else. Win, lose, draw, whatever belt. Make your memory, but also make yourselves scarce when there need to be stars. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be said, but NXT's women's division is like just dog walking the main rosters booking their women's division. It's not even, it's not even close. Um, I think that as of right now, NXT might have the best, just if you put booking and execution, everything all into one, I think NXT might have the best women's division right now in terms of like how it's being booked. Yeah. Yeah. It's being the best booked, um, out of any wrestling promotion. Um, but, um, yeah. Moving on, though, we've got the Judgment Day with Finn Balor and Damian Priest defending their tag titles against Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. Now, I've got my thoughts. Um, I'll be <laughs> honest. I, I don't I really I get, I get why from like if I'm <laughs> if I'm if I'm putting on my tinfoil cap, I understand why this match is happening from a corporate perspective. You know, you want to get Cody Rhodes on the show and have something to do. But from like a kayfabe perspective, I honestly kind of don't know why this is a thing. Um, I think oh, le- no. <laughs> le- logi- logistically speaking here, you sent Jey Uso over to Monday Night Raw so he could thrive as his own as a single star. But then he's ultimately just kind of reverting back to what he had just been doing his entire career, which is being a tag team wrestler. And then Cody Rhodes, yeah. Cody Rhodes is talking about how finishing the story needs to be, you know, winning 
the WWE Championship, but he's challenging for the tag belts with <laughs> with the with the cousin of the guy that crushed that dream five months ago. So, yeah. Uh, as for who I think should win, um, I think the Judgment Day should retain because I don't feel like Cody and Jay as tag champs is anything that I really am in a jump to see at all. Um, and I feel like Judgment Day still has a lot more legs on their title reign. They just won it, I think, over just a little over a month ago at the last premium live uh, event. So there's really no reason to take it off them here. Um, however, I do see a world. I, I do genuinely. I don't want it to happen, but I see a world in which Cody and Jay maybe win and have like some short little reign with it just to create, you know, some uh, just to create some, uh, you know. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, amidst the judgment. Yeah, like, they're look, like if they want to create some uh, dissension is what I was thinking at between the Judgment Day members, you might be able to do that, but I don't feel like that should happen. Actually, as a matter of fact, what I would do, I'd have Drew McIntyre screw them over. I mean, that could be the jump yeah. start. Of, that could be the jump start of him and Cody because he's been, he's been uh, awfully vague but very clear in these past few weeks with uh name dropping cody rhodes and uh making references to him i think that's cody's been in my eyes very directionless post mania even the brock feud i mean like they never they failed to explain a true story with that like we never <laughs> we never understood yeah we just never understood why brock had been attacking him anything so simple as i don't think that you're you're suitable enough to be the next guy would have been fine for me but you know for, dudes getting the fight. yeah that's it and we never got it um but yeah cody's been kind of directionless post mania i don't know you know god rest his soul maybe maybe bray wyatt was possibly the uh worked you know promo for him coming out of the summer yeah. possibly before what happened happened we will we'll never know but um, it seems awfully weird that they've had nothing really for Cody to seemingly do after Brock. So yeah, not only that, it's in poor taste. This guy is one of the best wrestlers today on the planet. Be it AEW, uh, Japan, it does not matter. Cody Rhodes is one of the hottest commodities out there, and he's in this match in which, if if twenty years ago this were a match, this would be on Sunday Night Heat. This yeah. doesn't make any sense. There's no buildup. I almost, I'm telling you this, I almost would like to be an asshole and just let these guys win. Because once they win, it's, <laughs> hey, now you, hey, you know what? Now what? You booked it. Now what? The problem I have, though, is if they do win, I, I can see where this would go. At some point, they're going to feud. And then that's going to lead to mania. That is not the mania that Cody Rhodes needs right now. They, unless Uso is in a title contention. Which even then, I don't believe they're going to put the the top strap on him. I just don't believe that. Not in this amount no. of time, especially while Reigns is out. When Reigns comes back, he's just not going to lose it to him. And it, it's just that's the biggest problem I have. That is the only reason why I care that Judgment Day wins. Because either way, it, to me, it doesn't matter whether they keep the straps or not. They're still going to be Judgment Day. They're still going to be phenomenal and far more entertaining than. The dichotomy between something that just seems to be an oddball last minute pairing. Could I be wrong? Absolutely 100%. This is wrestling, man. We've had so many oddball pairings out of the blue where, holy shit, these guys are tag team champions and they absolutely rock it and sell. 
I don't see that between the two, but I've been wrong before. It just seems half-assed and slapped together. The match itself can be great, but... Oh, yeah. I have no doubts about the match itself, but it's it, to me, it's pretty clear who should win the... Right. That, and, you know... You, you want to think long-term, too, so it's like the, these guys have to win. The, the judgment they have to win, or they're just not going to look strong, in my opinion. This is a tag team that's yeah. legitimate. It's an illegitimate tag team to lose to. Um, they can still get their asses kicked. That's fine, but there's no buildup here. It just makes no damn sense. Tag t- uh, title losses should feel meaningful, and this would just be the opposite of that, in my honest view. Um, I think if you want Judgment Day to lose the tag titles, I'd rather see... Maybe even the Street Profits or hell. I mean, we just saw them reunite. Even DIY down the line uh, with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano possibly, you know, being those guys to potentially take those titles off of them. Um, I guess it really calls into the greater question, though. Like, if they – I could – listen, I could see them doing something where they drop the tag belts. Like, let's just say the first match of the night and then fast forward to later that night, Priest ends up and going and cashing in money in the bank. Like, that is maybe the only option that I think if they lose those belts. But I think yeah. that – I think you could prolong that, though. Again, too, it just seems like a wasted opportunity for legitimate tag teams out there. Now, I get the fact that we have top contenders. You have main eventers. They certainly are going to draw in more money than these mid-carters. But that's the point. Mick Carters versus main eventers, you already have the Judgment Day who can bring them up. This is just kind of a whack-ass yeah. tag team. Yeah. I, I don't understand the pairing, but you know what? I'll sit back, relax, and just wait for the match itself because I'm sure it's going to be entertaining as hell. But the reasoning for the booking makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I think most fans are like <laughs> just nodding their heads like, oh, okay, what is this? Yeah. Well, we've got two more matches to go over here, and I guess this poses the greater question here. There's two very glaring options as for what should be the main event on Saturday night. If you were booking it, would you have the world title go on last, or do you have Cena and Knight go on last? Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm a traditionalist. I'm going to have to go with the world title every single time. Pretty much every single time. Nine times out of ten. It's it's unfair not to. I think that it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the tag team match. But you know what? Especially being a last man standing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They have a lot to live up to. This is wrestling. I'm going to stick to tradition. That should be the main event. Everything else is going to make it seem pretty watered down, in my opinion. And it, it it's going to water down Seth Rollins, and he is a legit champion. He deserves better. He deserves to be a main event. While this time, Roman is pretty much out of sight, out of mind, Seth Rollins is the top guy, and that belt needs to look top-notch. It needs to look like the actual title. We need to almost forget there's a universal title if Roman Reigns is off the card. I don't care if he's off the card for a night or a year. For that night and that night only, that belt needs to be put right up here on the highest pedestal. So I'm a traditionalist. I think Seth Rollins should be the main event. Yeah, I'm trying to take biased out of this because I'm right now LA Knight's probably LA Knight's probably my uh, top favorite wrestler, and Cena 
when I was growing up was my favorite wrestler. So I'm trying to leave oh, a bias yeah, of out of this. Yeah. So but, am I. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can't be a hypocrite here because I complained when Roman and Solo main evented Night of Champions against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens over the AJ Styles Seth Rollins World Heavyweight Championship match. I I you know complained about that. I thought that that was the wrong decision. Um, because there was no universal title on the line. It was just a tag team match. And then obviously we saw it money in the bank about a month later, Roman also main evented money in the bank and just a traditional tag team match. So we've seen Roman main event twice, um, this year, um, in just regular tag matches over the world heavyweight title. I think that this is the time where, I think that they're probably going to not do that again. I think that they're going to have the World Heavyweight Championship main event. You're trying to make this belt seem important. What kind of precedent do you set by not having that main event a card, not including Roman Reigns? So that's kind of where my head is at. Um, But again, if they do main event Cena and Knight, by all means, because you know the crowd's going to be hot for that one. Incredibly. Yes. You know yeah, I mean, dude, there's going to be politics no matter what. You can't keep everybody happy. At the end of the day, who are you trying to keep happy? Your 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 guys or your fans? And who do you make understand? Who's paying who? You know what I mean? And it, it makes sense to do it either way, but you're just going to have to make that unpopular decision. I'm just hoping at the end of the night, it's not Vince who makes those choices anymore. Yeah. Well, as for who I think should win the match, um, since we're we'll talk about the tag match then, um, since we're both under the same idea, I think Cena and Knight winning needs to be the only outcome here. But if we're talking about like just pinfall, it doesn't even matter who it has to be between Solo or Jimmy. L.A. Knight has to be the one covering them for the three count at the end of the match. That to me is a necessity. Um, but. Yeah. Because this is we're talking about a star-making performance. I would go out on a limb here to say that this is probably the biggest spot of LA Knight's career so far. Because you you're, you're paired with who they're now calling the greatest of all time with John Cena. Going against what has been billed as just the just end-all, be-all faction of wrestling for the past three years. Yeah. This is Dude. this this is the biggest this is the biggest spot of his career and this should be used as a moment that momentum because I think that he's probably in line for a Roman Reigns match pretty shortly. Let's hope because Roman's going to be back, I believe, a week from today. Roman's making his return on to SmackDown, so we're going to see who's oh, next crazy. in line. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. See, that's the only thing I have tracked. Wow. I'm going to have to go with the same, though, that, look, I'm a huge Cena fan. Grew up with Cena. Who the hell didn't love Cena? Um, Cena needs to make sure that this man is put over. Win, lose, or draw, it needs to be a night where people start taking into account LA Knight's legitimacy as a star. Because... This guy honestly reminds me of, I'll tell you this, out of the blue, he has a connection seemingly just out of the blue with the fans. He's getting 
an amount of attention. You have Steve Austin that has recognized him. You have The Rock that has recognized him. I remember years ago, I watched a match. It, it seemed like this, where it was kind of thrown all together. I was watching, uh, as a kid, we were watching this triple threat cage match. Uh, that's so weird. Why is it a triple threat cage? It was Ken Shamrock, Mankind, and The Rock. And The Rock was still Nation of Domination, but he had his own theme, but it was still like in conjunction with the nation. Mankind came out, Shamrock came out, and then The Rock came out. He had totally done away with the Rocky Maivia gimmick. Mm -hmm. And the pop he got, even the commentators couldn't deny. They had, they could not ignore it. And I honestly got, I wasn't paying attention. I thought Stone Cold made a run in or something. I thought Austin had walked in. That's how loud this man's pop was. And that's how loud LA Knight's pop is now. Seemingly out of nowhere, even the commentators have to talk about it. I think he is the next rock. I think he's at the right place at the right time. I think he has the looks. I think he's got the gimmick. And I think he has an amazing connection with the fans. Win, lose, or draw tonight, everything that he does needs to be memorable. I think Cena should be the guy to help him. Oh, yeah. This has to be like, uh, you know, I think this match, nobody, I don't think anybody's really expecting like a technical classic, but the story that they could tell within those ropes from a, just a psychological perspective they have a, they have the chance Saturday to do something really special because you Cena's the one guy that you could build a tremendous amount of sympathy for have him get beat down for a large majority of that right. match and when he makes yeah. that hot tag to LA Knight sealed signed delivered we've got ourselves our next star so uh, i actually that's probably the match i look the most forward to if i'm being honest with you I do too, and I don't think it's going to be the best match by any means, but it's going to be one that I have sentimental value with because I want to see this guy. I want to see him get put over, especially after people said he was too old. I got a little pissed off when they said he was too old. It's like they forgot everybody. Mr. Money in the Bank is actually older than him. He's older than him. Yeah, he's 41. Yeah. Yep. So make no mistake about it. I hope LA Knight gets his night. Yeah. Well, we've got one more match here, and that's Possibly what might be our main event, which is the World Heavyweight Championship and a last man standing match between Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, I will say throughout this feud, they've done a very good job of making us invested in in taking this seriously, because from my account, I think Shinsuke's credibility in the last couple of years had certainly dipped from when he had first came over to WWE. Like he had lost a lot of his credibility. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, man. But they've done a pretty good job of making him look like a viable threat to beat Seth. In fact, I thought their payback match was probably Shinsuke's best main roster match that he's had in quite a few years, actually. Um, so, but as for who I think win should win and will win, I see Seth retaining because they're in a spot right now where. Roman's like on and off television and you need that like next yeah you need that next like quote unquote world champion to be able to carry television by themselves and I don't think that they view Shinsuke as being able to do that um no. I think that as of right now heading into 2024 and in the in like the last quarter of the year here I think Seth's most likely your safe bet with um 
holding on to the title. I think he's earned that right to walk into, you know, let's just say Mania, for example, as world heavyweight champion. How we get there with Damian Priest looming large here as well, possibly over this, is a real question. Um, But I think that Seth's earned that right, and I think that he should and will win on Saturday. So it doesn't mean that he has to win, though. And I did see last man standing. And last right. time I checked, they yeah. have had plenty of double countouts. I wouldn't put it past to see a double countout, a run-in of some sort. Seth retains. Seth doesn't exactly win, but he keeps the belt. The belt is still a distinguished title going into Mania. It still holds some weight. Both their characters aren't diminished. That's the safe bet. That's what I would go with at this point. because. I would like to use Shinsuke too later on. That's just me. If if I got a little sentimental for him, because if I'm not mistaken, he did win a Royal Rumble, and that seemingly went nowhere for this yeah. poor man. And this guy is a hell of an athlete. Seth Rollins, I feel as though he dipped as well, though. I'm glad that they put the title on him because he was dipping for a while. He was taking long, he was having some of the best damn matches. Oh, yeah. 2022 was the best year of his career, I think. Absolutely. Was he winning? No. He wasn't putting anybody really over. It's just that thing in wrestling where you're going to probably lose more than you're going to win more. It's just the way it is. But now he's got the title. I think it's his time to run with it, roll with it. And I think Shinsuke could be that guy. Tonight's not that night. They're going to have to have a lot more buildup, and it's a safe bet, especially rolling into Rumble and then Mania season. It's going to be interesting to see what they do as far as if he does, let's just say Seth moves on from Shinsuke and he holds that belt. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Seth for the rest of, for the rest of the year, considering his challengers, there's not a whole lot of meat left as far as like heel opponents on Monday night raw goes. Now, if you turn, if you go fully gun ho here with Drew McIntyre as a heel, he's the most viable contender for Seth Rollins. However, I feel like, I kind of feel like Drew is being positioned to feud with Cody before he is set. So I don't really know where that might fit in. But for me, I mean, if you want to sell me on like a face versus face match, just as like maybe even a one-off show, I wouldn't mind seeing Ricochet be next in line for Seth. If you're just want to do like a, uh, you know, I've never, I've never been world champ before. I got nothing but respect for you, but respectfully, I want, I want a chance to, make a name for myself, let's just do battle type of thing. Would not hate to see that. I would actually like to see something like that, but more of a numbers game. I I think Seth is a high performer. I think he has a high tolerance for pain. I think he has a high tolerance for adaptability, and his technicality can change with whomever he performs with. I think he needs a numbers game. I think a triple threat match would actually be awesome to see. I think he can work with several people. I know people don't ever want to talk about this, but some of the best matches I've ever seen were triple threat matches. And, you know, if you it's want true. to make it a big mania, Mania's had some of the best triple threat matches as a main event. I think Seth Rollins in a triple threat match for Mania would actually be great for not only him, but for the performers as well. That's the only way I see him losing the title. He does not need to be pinned anymore. He's already lost plenty of damn times. I think he can lose a title, but he himself doesn't need to lose anymore. 
and he can perform his ass off with a numbers game. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that Damian Priest cashes in on Saturday? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with the last man stand. I've never thought about this, yeah. but you know how Seth cashed in mid-match with uh, Roman and Roman and Brock. I've never yeah. thought. I've never thought about it from this perspective. But let's just say somebody cashed in midway of a last man standing match. Would that become a three-way last man standing match? Like, let's just say hypothetically, these guys are down and out. The ref's like on his <laughs> like the ref. The ref. The ref is counting a six. And then we get a mid-match cash-in. Both guys are still laid out. Does that person who just cashed in because they're standing up gets a win because the other two guys are incapacitated? I never thought about it from that perspective. If they wanted to do something like – they could find the loophole like that if they really wanted yeah. to. I feel like the scary part would be is if they don't know how to call it, they would just call it a rematch or a draw and it yeah. just totally avoid the money in the bank. His best bet would be to come in once both their asses are kicked and pin whoever – that would be the best bet. Um, I do see that. I do fear that because it would be kind of anticlimactic. But that's the point of money in the bank is it's supposed to piss you off. Um, this guy is also in the highlight of his career. You know, Priest Maybe is. Priest, yeah. Priest is definitely in the highlight of his career. If he wins the belt, he's an immediate star. That's how that works. And I think it's a good call. And it's the only way I see the strap getting taken off of Rollins. Be that as it may, I don't Tonight is the best night for it because the belt still needs some legitimacy. However, both ends of the spectrum there, it does show that it is a very sought-after title. It doesn't have longevity like the universal title, but it does have that. It does have people going for it. I don't know if it's the – we'll just have to wait and see. It's not what I would like to see, though. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, we'll see. I mean, you got the potential there to further create like some dissension because if Finn thinks that Damien's going rogue and trying to like further his own career, he's going to be like, oh, well, I want a piece of that. Well, that's probably happening at some point. Finn and Priest, we're going to get a split and then them two probably having a match. In fact, that's probably what I see happening at Mania. Um, be awesome. So, yeah, no, it would definitely be awesome. Um, but I'm just looking forward to a really good show. We've got ourselves, you know, it's only a five match card, but Triple H has proven with the quote unquote B tier level events that he's delivered and overachieved expectations. Payback and Backlash earlier this year were both phenomenal shows. I'm expecting more of the same with this, but we've got ourselves yeah. an exciting rest of the year, especially heading into the months of November and leading up to Royal Rumble. We're going to start seeing some pretty exciting TV, so I'm excited. Um, this, this was a fun episode, though, and um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to let me know. Justin, we've we, we got something cooking here. We might have to come back. <laughs> we, we might have to make this a, a month, monthly thing. I had a blast, man, of course. I love talking. <laughs> yeah, we might have to make this a monthly thing right before each, uh, each event, kind of hop yeah. on here and give our spiel. But uh, yeah. I think uh, I think we could do something like that. I think that was a lot of fun. I <laughs> I don't even know what time. It, oh God, man! I didn't check the time. I still got things to do. But man, this was a hell of a lot of fun. I love. And you know what? You are right though. The last thing you said though, uh, Triple H doing quality over quantity. Hey man, I love Triple H. I love mm-hmm. that man, and I love his his mind for business is absolutely phenomenal. That's how we win as fans. Is is we have something to look forward to is that he's saying 
This is the show that you want to see. No, no, no. These are the people you want to see. You're not seeing it the way I'm seeing it. Wait for it to play out. Because even I sometimes look at it, I'm like, there's five, there's six. Dude, that's all you need. You need yeah, these guys at top level. And the rest of your guys, you need to look at them as a unit. Let your other guys rest up for the next show. Have the guys coming in and switch out when need be. This guy's a genius. I love Triple H. I got nothing bad to say about him. I can go on. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, appreciate you again. I'll, we'll obviously keep in touch as you know the shows take place and whatnot, and give our thoughts privately amongst ourselves. But uh, yeah, look forward to the next one, man. All righty, brother. Keep All in right, touch, man. man. Thanks again. Thanks for having me on. Sweet. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks. Take care. You too, brother. Ciao.